Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I connect with my heart to decide that which is important to me. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And today we are treading into the previously uncharted territory of politics. Surprise Jane when I we were having a chat about what to talk about and it was sort of like, oh yes, politics. Let's talk about politics through a filter of spirituality. What does it mean to be a completely consciously aware, self-responsible, empowered, spiritually awake person and live in a world that still honours archaic systems of monarchies, royalties, parliaments, or if you're in the United States, you know, nobody can understand that their legal system, including Americans, because it's so bloody complicated, but we've got Republicans and statesmen, and we've still got this old sort of class system going on of almost the nobles and the, you know, the the peerage and all of that, that sort of stuff. So what do you do if you are a spiritually open person who believes that your reality is something that you create, that you control your destiny? that you hold your own power, how does that work against a framework that's all about power and fear? Jane. Wow, such a cool topic, Beck. Well done, well done. When I was 16, I can remember standing, being at my parents' home and, and standing out on the big outdoor balcony that overlooked the lights of Adelaide and going, one day I'm going to be Australia's first president. Prime Minister. No, president. All oh, right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Took it one step further. Right. <laughs> that was it. But not just that, but also being a woman. And uh, I was very interested in politics. My um, uncle uh, was a federal senator and he was involved in opening up trade in China. He came back. He was labelled a communist. He was outed. So there's been quite a bit of a journey with politics in my family. And, uh, and I was fascinated by the opportunity to make change. And I can remember talking to Uncle Clem and he said, Jane, love your passion. You'd be a hopeless politician. It's all about compromise. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, he's right. But is it? Does Tony Abbott ever compromised on anything in his life? Okay, Did well, bearing George Bush in mind ever comprom- compromise on anything? That in his- my beautiful uncle uh, was, when you read Hansard from the period he was um, in government, Everybody referred to him as the Honourable Senator, the Gentleman. Okay. Clem Ridley, blah, blah, blah. He was of a very he special... Was, he was always referred to as the Gentleman. Yes. And so... And he had such a beautiful, gentle energy. And he, he was the inspiration because, to me, you can be in politics and you can make change and you can be gentle and respectful. But unfortunately, there's too few of them. Mm. So, for me, I spent my 20s and 30s being very angry about systems, I can still get fired up quite quickly. But it was my cost. And so I had to find a way to deal with this. So I decided to get passionate about certain areas in my life that I wanted to become an expert on or that I wanted to have influence and make change. And then I left other areas that I still cared about. I would support, but I wasn't the activist for. Because we can't spread ourselves too thinly. Mm. And so recently um, there's been, um, you know, lots of criticism about, well, lots of posts on Facebook and social media about 
same-gender marriage in Australia. And people... Or the lack of. Yeah, exactly. And recently we had um, an Adelaide uh, media person um, instigated a, a rainbow... What do you call it? Um, protest. Protest. Yeah. Protest. Yeah, rally. Rally last week or a couple of weekends ago. And so I was, you know, forwarding the posts and going, yeah, great. No, I'm not actually going to go to that. I do support it and I've done my bit to support. But I'm not going to that one because my time's going in other things. But I want to support the tribe that are supporting something I agree with. Mm. It was interesting to see, though, the comments underneath the posts that were things like, there's other more important things to worry about. And this brings to my wow. point... interesting, like it's not yes. a human rights issue? Yes, that's right. Saying we've got much more important things to worry about, like jobs, because, you know, oh, in the state that we're... this is what shifts me about politics! Okay, go on. I'll just share. Go on, go on, go on. Thanks having a meltdown. Oh, I hate it. Go on. Well, so this brings me to my point, is that you could spend your whole life tied up in knots, angry, frustrated, bitter, twisted and hostile your whole life if you give too much focus to the things that you really can't change all of them. So my method for peace, happiness, wellness, etc., is to choose the few that I feel very passionate about and they're the areas that I give my focus and time to while supporting the others when I can. I've just got... And have so much gratitude to the people that are running the gay rally, the people that are hugging the trees and stopping them being cut down, the people that are stopping, trying to get... The boats or the detention exactly. centres yeah, yeah. or, or clean labelling on our uh, open, transparent labelling mm, on our food products. GMO and all you that. know, I am so grateful for those people because I don't have the time to do that. I've got the time to do other things. So we've got to be grateful that each of us has to step up and be an activist in one or two areas that we feel passionate about. Otherwise, it's going to do your head in. I've just got so much. I've just realised I've got so much to say. <laughs> what a surprise! <laughs> yeah. Off you go, Beck. I don't even know where to begin other than I'm suddenly having this memory of being in America years ago. I think it was when maybe the Bill Clinton stuff was going down, like the impeachment. It was something, something was going down. And I remember my aunt coming in the room and looking at the TV on the wall and saying, this is just a goddamn circus. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's just such a good word. It is a circus. Yeah. When you get into the heart of politics, it's revolting. It's fat cats in chairs, private school educated, pompous, out of touch, patriarchal morons, the least unspiritual people in Australia making decisions for the majority of people in Australia. Some of them don't even bother to turn up. They just catcall. If it's a woman, they pick on her outfit. They pick on her hair colour. Sorry, Julia Gillard. It was all about your body when you were in charge. We didn't actually care what was in your brain, you know. We they name call. Who, by the way, just lives down the road from me now. Julia Gillard mm. in Adelaide. Yeah. What? Yeah. She doesn't. Is that a, is that a, a secret? Yeah. Jane, <laughs> do we need to edit that out? <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving right along. We have got people. I've lost my train of thought. I'm so excited about Julia Gillard living down the road. Okay, should <laughs> we go and take us some scones after this? <laughs> I mean, there was a red-headed worry woman. I don't care what you think about her in terms of her job. It was just she was a fascinating energy shake-up for this country in terms of gender, power, and all kinds of stuff. Anyway, um, the return of the bitch goddess, the return of the goddess. Um, You've got people in politics who are 
just basically they're supposed to be representative and they're completely not representative in a system that is so outdated and so ineffective Anytime anything gets anywhere, the whole lot gets eradicated and overrode again in however many years when the next person gets elected and all gets chucked out. My girlfriend drafts bills like for the Commonwealth. She actually writes the laws in Canberra. It's her job. And she will spend millions of hours drafting the latest idea from the latest whipper-cracker dickhead and then the minute something changes, it all just goes in the bin and she starts the next draft. And it's like, it just drives me mental. The other thing that drives me absolutely mental is that there are so many people out there who are using victim story to run their life and using the media and the government as an enormous focus of their victim story. Do you know those people? They're the people who watch TV every night and read the newspaper every morning almost as an addiction because they think they actually need to be kept in touch with whatever the 23-year-old dickheads that the local news station think is actually news, and they're filling their brains with sensationalistic crap and they're going, they're pointing fingers all the time like, oh, you know, well, there's no, yeah, there's no jobs right now, so there's not much hope for me, or, you know, oh, they're just taking more and more money away from healthcare, or they're taking more and more money away from the arts, so there's nothing for me. Well, fucking go and create the life you want and stop waiting for somebody you don't even know to reach in their pocket and maybe or maybe not give you a bit of fucking money to get you to where you want to be in life in a kind of vague, lazy intention. (laughs) I can't handle people who use Facebook to constantly bitch and moan and whinge about the state of the world in a negative light and and all through a political lens. We can't control jack shit when it comes to politics. We've known this for centuries. It's the most ineffective system we've got going. For some reason, it's the only system we keep allowing or enabling. We're all so fucking apathetic in Australia anyway. We don't even care. We don't even know. Everyone just donkey votes anyway. (laughs) Seriously. Okay. It's not even. I know right, that we're. Oh, no, she's still going. We're at such <laughs> liberty to be able to do that because we don't have tanks like in Tiananmen Square bulldozing down students who actually have an opinion about something which is quite a worthy cause. I realise that we're completely blessed and spoiled in this country because we don't have a dictatorship. We don't. We're not under you know a crazy you know psychopath. Actually, maybe we are leader. Um, actually, I think we are at the moment. We, we are, but we can afford to still be quite lazy because it doesn't really harm us, other than the people who actually have cooked up stories in their head to believe that they are being harmed by the quote-unquote so-called lack of money here, there, or whatever. I'm Just, Jane, just take over. I need to. Just take over. Because <laughs> I'm just ranting and I'm not actually helping, but I don't no, think I need to get not. that out of my chest. But you did, and uh, we know our listeners love hearing you rant, so there you go, there's a big rant. But if anyone out there has bought into the supposed importance, dominance, or impressiveness of politics, I just hope that I've popped at least a small bubble, because it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> It's not power. All right. So my belief is that, like many, many industries, people, the vast majority of people go into a particular field with really good intent. So somebody wants to get into local council or they want to get into state politics and they have an issue that they feel really needs addressing and they've researched it well 
and that's their intent. What intent do you think Tony Abbott had when he entered this game? I don't know. I'd have Money, to look at his history. power and ego. Quite possibly. And I did say the majority. Yeah. But then All you've right. got the Sarah Hanson Youngs and, and the exactly. Nick Xenophons. Exactly. Who are amazing. Yeah. yeah. And they are the majority initially. But then the system burns these people out. So, it's it, look, we could say the same with education, with teachers. A lot of teachers that start teaching do so because they're passionate about being able to teach and influence and help create the next generation. But the system burns them out. Lawyers that want to go into law because they want to make change, they see things that are unfair and they're wanting it. They've often got a really strong sense of social justice and then the system burns them out. So really what we need to look at is not so much the people that are in there, we need to look at the system that needs to be changed. Well, I don't have the answer on what that is, but I'd love to hear. We know we've got clever listeners. Well, here's Come up the thing. with a new system. If you read a book like Letters from 500, which is a fascinating channel on where the world could be in 500 to 1,000 years. I downloaded that book and haven't read it yet. Oh, did you? Mm. Yeah. So it's this kind of idea of HEB planets. HEB stands for highly evolved beings. What do they do? You know, because I understand that we need some sort of basic structure. Every every culture, I, I presume, needs some sort of basic structure. Otherwise, who's going to, like, fix the roads or look after the power supply, or whether it be green or whether it be electrical or, or whatever? Who, who's going to build the community And a lot of people the community need hall? the leaders because they want to follow. Yeah, 95% right. are followers, somebody, and that's where they're happy. Somebody to make decisions, mm. uh, that sort of thing. In the HEB societies... I think the understanding is that every soul is so purely in touch with the essence of who they truly are that every soul knows what their purpose is. And as ludicrous as it might sound in a society that is so judgmental and identity-focused as ours, there will be some souls whose purpose is to selflessly, for example, clean up after others, and they may be a janitor or a cleaner, and they take great pride and joy. So that role is covered. There'll be somebody else whose purpose is to, I don't know, erect buildings, and somebody else whose purpose is to heal animals. But if everyone tunes into their individual essence, they all find the role that they naturally need to take, and somehow, naturally, all of society becomes covered and sorted out. Again, this I'm talking about in highly evolved planets. Where and I agree with this concept. I've seen this concept play out in... In fact, it's relative to what we're talking about. Let's talk about the different things that activists want. There is one in every single area. Right. There is somebody that cares about the trees and the environment. There's somebody that cares about politics. There's somebody that cares about um, human rights, about healthcare systems that you, we end yeah. up being evenly distributed all around the world the light workers are sprinkled in every town village tribe and nation on this planet evenly distributed within terms of everyone's here to drive a different wheelbarrow i used to have a funny thing like just just on a lighter note with the dance school when i had a dance school i used to network with a lot of other people that owned dance schools and we were all saying how lucky we are that we all had this one person that was prepared to bake the cupcakes for the fundraiser for the end-of-year concert. <laughs> and they were always had that same person, always knew somebody that would come and do the lighting and, you know, all those They'd little jobs that are the woman jobs. Who do the sequins on exactly, all the Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And what I was always fascinated by is that every school had at least one. It's like the universe sprinkles this dust yeah. that makes sure that there is one everywhere. That's right. And that is the real basic, you know, some would say, well, that's not important. But without that person, that little dance school's not going. And this, this, the principle seems to apply 
to every area of life. We the, are evenly distributed. Yes, but the problem is, is that we have all of these infrastructures and archaic, outdated, existing things in our societies which do tend to get in the way or block perhaps some of the goodwill or good work that's trying to come Absolutely. through some of these souls. Absolutely. And this is where... The questions are really raised, the deep questions, which nobody really does have answers to, which is, well, if you're going to bitch and moan about the government all day long, well, what's your solution? Mm -hmm. And this is where Russell Brand is actually, you know, as much as you may dislike him or disagree with him, hats... I find him highly intelligent. Well, I'm sure most of the people listening are actually going to be on his team. However, hats off to the fact that what he is proposing is an alternative model for how societies can be run. And as everyone, well, a lot of people may know if they've been reading up in, in this, some of this stuff... The way, of course, it's going more and more now is that it's not actually governments that are running the Western world anymore. It's actually corporations. So more and more as we go into the future, it's if you have money, you get to be in charge. It's not if you were democratically elected, quote unquote, because that doesn't exist either. Because I think in Russell Brand's book, he talks about the fact that every single American president without exception, got into power because they had the most money. It was not really to do with votes. It was to do with what they brought to the table, the power they were able to bring financially to the table. Or I forget But again, exactly every leadership team is always about that. If you can go down to the little dart school, who's on the, who's on the little management committee? It's the people that can bring to the party the, the jobs that are needed. That's right. Um, if you go to corporations, who's in management? If you go to boards of directors in, yeah. in companies, who's on who's on them? And in the olden Same days, principle. you got to be the king if you had killed the most people or defeated the most armies. It was in a more violent way back then. These days we use money to get there. Where are we going with this? Okay, so the next what, stage what is, is influence. Is influence. You're right. And the answer to that is... The World Wide Web. Yes. Thank you for the internet because that is what's the game changer. I, believe, I have said for many years now, I believe the greatest invention of my lifetime is the internet. Um, I think it goes right down with electricity and whatever else. Um, the wheel. So Slice bread. <laughs> Vaginas. Yeah. All good inventions. All go good on, inventions. Go on, so... Um, uh, thanks, Beck. Vaginas, and now I'm trying to think, what was I talking about? <laughs> the internet. The, the internet. Power. So the influence. power. So the internet has broken the glass ceiling. And that is the most exciting thing because tribes can be built. In fact, if it wasn't for the internet, you guys wouldn't be listening to us now. We wouldn't have this amazing Love Life tribe. Um, and so this is how change comes about. So you've still got... The, the right people going into the right job with the right intention, but now they're going to have great... It's going to be the people with influence. Mm. Who's got influence are the people with transparency because how do you build a tribe on the internet through transparency? Absolutely. Shared now, vulnerabilities. Yes. And, um, and whether your content that you're sharing in your social media is relevant to that person is it resonating or not if it's resonating and this is where the law of vibration we've got to trust that the law of vibration is taking care of government i want people to not get angry like just beck did i want i want beck to recognize and everyone else that's angry is that we have the government at the moment that the people have that the people vibrationally have chosen so all that means is we've got more work to do doing what we're doing beck on these love life podcasts and helping people to become more consciously aware to opening their hearts and shutting down the fears, getting rid of the fears, so that we can be having a higher vibration vote. And that's why it's interesting that in Australia we're seeing more Greens are getting voted in, um, independents are getting voted in, because the vibration is changing. It used to be just, are you Liberal or Labor? 
And now we've got choices that are beyond that. So as the vibration of the people changes, so does the government. Yeah, I think that's a bit simplistic. No, it's not. Go Google Abraham. He says that too. No, because I don't, I don't think the voting's the answer. I think we need to actually toss out the whole system and start again. No, I agree, Ultimately. but that's not going to happen for probably in our lifetime, I don't think. No. I'd like to believe it would, but I don't believe so. Yeah. I always thought it was all going to happen at 2012. I thought that's when everything was going to just break down and happen, but it didn't. <laughs> Y2K. We've had a couple of chances. <laughs> yeah. These, these problems are so complex, and I think that, that the point actually – I just want to say one thing before I move on to some of the point I'm about to make – when Jane talked about transparency and the shift in the importance, since Brené Brown did all her vulnerability stuff and lots of people are going, yeah, 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 great. People in traditional positions of power still do not really show transparency. You don't really get the queen no. speaking her truth. No, that's right. You don't see people... But why did I they mean, all love Diana? Not too bad. Diana, because she did speak her she, truth. And that, she exactly, was vulnerable. And it was a magnetism that made people absolutely just want to lap her up, wasn't it? Now... A few weeks ago here in Australia, Telstra, a major telecommunications company, fucked up. They, they, they did something that was a big screw-up. Now, traditionally... I don't even know about this because I don't watch the news. No, I don't either. I got this through a newsletter that a person who teaches storytelling in business was telling this as a story. Ah. They go to corporate people and they teach them how to use storytelling, which is, what is that? Vulnerability, transparency, sharing something of your own to a large group of suits to get them across the line, right? They, so I got this newsletter saying, Telstra fucked up. And what, what did they do? The, the leading female spokeswoman for Telstra went in front of the media in Australia, and guess what she did? She was vulnerable. She, she said, I'm sorry. Awesome. She said, we, we screwed it up, and we're going to fix it. Awesome. Now, who does that? When have you last heard the leader of this country say, yeah, sorry, mm. I made a mistake, but I will fix it? Well, how many years did it take for the government to say I'm sorry to the, lo- the stolen generation? No, it's still, still it was only a half-hearted yeah, kind exactly. of a, and just token gesture. But, but that anyway. is the key. The key is transparency. The key Absolutely, is transparency. and vulnerability. Yes. Absolutely. And, yes. and I'm convinced, 100% convinced, you can't convince me, I don't believe, that this isn't the truth, that the change is going to come about from people building their tribes independent. Mm. And we have the power. Well, now that's my next point. Thank you for the segue, Jane. (laughs) The power is the point because at the end of the day, if we go back to the most simplistic spiritual teachings of the now moment, the understanding is that this exact moment that we are all sitting in, this second as I speak, is all there is. What happened in the past and what's about to happen in the future are fantasies and illusions. They are not real. The only thing that is real right now is the sound of my voice and you are safe. You're listening to the sound of my voice and you are safe and you have no problems. There is no worries other than those that you start to create the minute you think about stuff from the past or worry about things that are going to happen in the future. Those that, you know what I'm saying? So if you collapse all that down to the now moment, we're all absolutely fine. Where does government fit into all this? Well, it doesn't. Why? Because it's something that exists in the past or the future and has absolutely no control over my soul and my choices. Where do they come from? They come from the very essence of who I am. Who's running this show? I am. How do I run the show? By regularly connecting into myself, by checking with my own truth vibration, by speaking my truth, by asking myself what I think, by learning who I am, by getting to know whether I like myself or not, by connecting with my purpose, my passion, my life's work. Government holds absolutely no place in that space for me whatsoever. I don't care if they want to put in this system or that system, if they want to take away money, cutbacks, or put in money, if they want to play games in parliament, if they want to have circus, you know, circus carry on. What on earth has that got to do with me? Again, I recognise I'm not waking up in an ethnic cleansing. 
Like, I'm not waking up in Auschwitz. Yeah. I'm not waking yeah. up under a government that cuts people's heads off. Mm. Those are different soul lessons for different times for different groups of collective consciousnesses who have different lessons to learn. We have the time and space in this society to have all the time we need, the luxury of the time we need to work on ourselves because we have a government that actually leaves us alone. Yeah, that's true. So that's why I leave them alone. That's true. We, we are not in the same dimension. We're not really friends. I'm incredibly, for all that I got very passionate 20 minutes ago, I am the most apathetic a political person. What does that mean? It means I just don't care. And even since I was a young child, it's like the minute anyone starts talking politics, I, I exit the building, figuratively or literally. I just zone right out. I think I've always known at some level it's a waste of my energy to play in that arena. Exactly. Because it is so fruitless. Yes. And that's where I was grateful that actually my uncle did teach me that very quickly. Yeah. Um, and when I and I do vote, I mean I know. Well, I mean, I vote. For... But I vote for the person that I believe is the most passionate and transparent. Yeah. And that changes from time to time, although it's been the same one for the last few times. And I really find it quite easy. Mm. Um, but if I were to vote for a major party, I wouldn't have any idea. But I also think, what's the difference? There's actually no difference between them. <laughs> I know. Actually is, it actually makes no difference in this country, in my more, opinion. they've become more like each yeah, other. Which, which one is in control? It actually doesn't make any difference. But if there was a decision made that suddenly I've got to pay, you know, $10,000 more tax, I'm not, if, if that was dropped on me, all these people are going to go into fear. Oh, my God, how am I going to be able to afford to do that, blah, blah, blah. I'd just sit there and go, oh, well, I guess I'll manifest that and just move on and have complete faith that I'm taken care of and it will manifest. Personal responsibility. Do you know what? This is why you can't blame politics because there's always going to be stuff in life you don't like. You'll get a bill from somewhere else or you'll get this person in the street or that or this or whatever. It doesn't actually matter where it arrives. Well, I got a $248 speeding fine the other day. Now, Jane... I, I, was, I thought I was on a 60K zone and I, got, and I opened it and it said, you were doing 59. And I went, yeah, that's right, I was. Correct? Oh, it's a 50 zone. <laughs> that's a lot of money. It's revenue raising. Yeah. What yeah. did I say? Actually, even though I thought I wasn't speeding, I knew exactly what I was doing at that moment. And I was speeding in my head. Mm-hmm. As in, I was racing ahead to yeah. everything that needed to happen. So I went, all right, cop that one on the chin. And what's the gift? Slow down. Yeah. Absolutely. And which is what I've been doing, getting more zen So it's like the universe just wrapped you over the knuckles and mm. said, And that's all it breathe. is. Breathe. It's just another, you know, we were talking last week about um, medicine. Oh, no, it was a few weeks ago we were doing medicine and, and you're um, listening to your little signs in your body. It's just mm. another sign. Yeah. It's fine. It's no mm. different to a flat tyre or mm. the government telling you you've got to pay 10 grand tax, whatever. So don't mishear us because Jane and I, of course, are not so... Look, if you are a passionate activist... The world needs you. Absolutely. The world needs you because, yes, the government is still full of people who are sound asleep. Mm-hmm. And someone's got to be out there fighting for the invisible and the voiceless in our society, be they animals, be they refugees, be they little babies, be they trees and plants. There's always got to be the souls who have it in them to be the warriors for those and they've causes. They've got to be the voice for them mm. because there are so many minority groups that are incredibly worthy and mm. we need the voice. But yeah. as we said, they're all sprinkled. The voices are there. The vo- yeah. Um, and, and that's magic and that's wonderful. I forgot my train of thought. Yeah. You're gone. Well, the old adage is that, well, you know, like you, 
I remember my friend's mum saying to a boy who was real greeny, saying to him, well, now you know, darling, that you know, you're not going to make any difference. He used to do tree sits and all that kind of stuff. And Love he'd it. go to Tasmania and he'd climb up the trees. And she'd say, you've got to understand, Josh, you're not going to make any difference until you actually get within the system. You're go- if you really want to save the trees, you've got to get into politics to save the trees. Okay, well, I disagree because I think we need to have people that are the activists we need the people that are the followers that are going to go, well, I don't want to organise the rally, but I'll come along and support it. We need the people that are talking about this at their dining room tables. And we need the people that get into the politics. Mm. So everyone's got a role to play. You don't have to be the politician, but we do need some in there. And and build your tribe. It's a multi-tiered approach. Yeah. And you need to figure out where you best serve on that spectrum. Well, in some things... I would be in the politics. I'd be quite happy to write the letters and have the conversations. In fact, I have mm. had some interesting conversations with politicians about what I think they need to learn. I think they need to heal their past and they need to be more consciously aware of what they're doing and open their hearts. And they've been really long, interesting, respectful conversations. But then there are other issues where I'll go to the rally and then there'll be others that I'll just forward it on on Facebook and hope that my tribe might join in on something Mm. you know so you can be the one that's talking about it in the dining room on one issue and you can be the one holding the placard on another yeah but we can't be all things to all people all the time so don't beat yourself up either so just enjoy Mm. focusing on what you are passionate about what you're the warrior for what you're the activist for know that you hold all the power and that you have incredible ability to build your tribe easily, vibrationally, through transparency, shared vulnerability and authenticity. And as you do that, you can make the change. You are powerful. You are not powerless. I connect with my heart to decide that, which is important to me. Politics always gets a lot of opinions. So if you want, if you have them, then put them on Facebook. <laughs> this could be a good one to start a little discussion under the, under the app. And that's facebook.com forward slash love life show. For everything else, for all your love life wants and needs, just go to lovelifeshow.com. And until this time next week, have fun getting a little bit passionate in a really spiritual way about politics. Life is perfect. I'm not trying. It's just happening.